hearing this? Anybody hear that? How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? Well, we're back. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we are here to discuss all things Jurassic, including the movies, TV shows, music, toys, and more. In episode 364, we complete our multi-part look at the score for Jurassic Park. Kayla Burnett is back with Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise, as we hear some tracks that'll resemble a friendly Brachiosaurus, or, or maybe even a hungry raptor. And then we have a massive T-Rex finale, so there's a lot to discuss and so much more as we conclude the expanded score for Jurassic Park. And of course, while you're listening to this episode, hit us up over on Instagram, threads, TikTok, and of course, YouTube to continue the conversation from this episode. And as always, please check out our weekly live streams over on YouTube, discussing all of the latest Jurassic news from around the world. Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. each and every week. Next week, we're going to dive into the recent teaser for Jurassic World Chaos Theory. Tom Jurassic is going to be joining us once again, uh, as he did every time, to talk about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. But this time, we're diving into that uh, Chaos Theory teaser trailer. We're going to talk about theories, just some ideas, thoughts, and what we want to see out of this series, plus everything else that we know about it. So stay tuned for next week's episode. But for now, let's complete our three-part look at the score that started it all, Jurassic Park. get into the the next track i actually wanted to just kind of kind of lead lead our way through the movie here and talk about the uh the t-rex breakout which you know i I have a feeling if this movie was made today uh this scene would just be off the wall with music and everything (laughs) it would just be pretty wild and bombastic but here we are 1993 and and this breakout as impactful as it is, I think, because it's lacking music. W- would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, to your point, uh, and I'm not trying to like negatively point out anything here, I promise, but like uh, <laughs> the Jurassic Park Lego special, the unofficial retelling, the T-Rex breakout scene is full of music. And it... Um, <laughs> okay. It, I still enjoyed it because it's Jurassic Park and it like, and the music was very good. I thought the composer did a great job. I just think that scene is so powerful without music. 
and it it was just really odd to hear it with music in that context. But I yeah. think that sort of speaks to your point. But um, yeah, and yeah. I, and I don't mean to say like that you know a movie today would would be you know full of this. Like there is a lot of choices and and decisions that go into the music and and just exactly. movies in general these days that are very different. And so it's mm -hmm. not like I, you know, I'm not saying like I'm gonna criticize Michael Giacchino for just throwing music everywhere. M ultimately, it's probably not even his choice half the time. But like, yeah. you know, um, it's just it's just a different vibe I think with studios these days as far as what gets music, what doesn't, what kind of you know how impactful are these themes and stuff. So um, it's just it it really stands out to me though that this movie 1993 had so many important moments that we've already talked about some. I think like the first time we came across the T-Rex paddock, I don't think there was any music there. And yeah. here we are again with just this massive sequence with no music. And it's just, it's cool. It's great. And it picks up like pretty instantly right after that though, which is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool. But um, I just wanted to take note of of how important it is. I think that there is no music here. No, I totally agree. And I think, you know, I there are movies that make different style choices as far as editing and sound and music goes. And, um, you know, I enjoy those things too. I just think, uh, having the entirety of the sound of the TRX breakout scene be the nature and rain and footsteps and scared voices and, you know, like that's the entirety of what's driving the scene sound wise. I just think it makes it really powerful and really unique. So, yeah. And especially yeah. when you you have a guy like John Williams and you make the deliberate choice not to use him, you know, like that's a <laughs> that's a choice. I mean, it, and yeah, like it's a funny thing, but like also like, I don't know, like you you say, yeah, I know this this scene just needs the sounds of what's happening naturally like is is a really good choice so yeah and to think about it a little bit further like we we had not seen like you know a real t-rex before in person mm -hmm. this is the first time and like you know yes there have been t-rex iterations in other movies but they all drag their tails and you know <laughs> they were never like very realistic so to hear to visualize to see that all play out like in a natural way it puts you in that situation even more because if that's happening to me i don't have john williams behind me unfortunately i wish i did <laughs> yeah. that would be pretty epic but uh but yeah i just love that it's it fits you into that situation a little bit better but um but this brings us to to race to the dock um mm -hmm. which you know is is basically uh the next part of the movie here so we get to hear a little bit of um, control room sequences. Mm -hmm. They're very clearly defined as far as like, what's a control room sequence? Well, it, it, that speaks to the music because like the tone is just communicated perfectly. I feel like with this track, you almost like hear patterns. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. And that just makes me feel of like computer noises or like, you know, a, a notification or something like that. Yeah, and a lot of these control room music sequences, there's like, sometimes there's a lot of polyrhythm and uh, multiple time signatures going on. So it just, it blends those sort of musical patterns together and create creates this corporate tone and yeah. works. 
that that previous part there. I just hear ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, like it it <laughs> just comes out so well. <laughs> and here we are. Nedry's, Nedry's driving through the rain. He's this is the actual race to the dock. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I think I think I may have used that cue in like a uh i don't know if it was like a toy segment or something because to me when i hear that it just sounds like you know you you know that uh that kenner voice like the jurassic park dinosaurs like chaos yeah you know it's like racing to the dock and i just i hear like that voice over top of that music (laughs) dude the music in those old ads is really bombastic it's really great so yeah that's valid but that, that's a that's a cool a cool little piece. I mean, it just clearly defines like what kind of situation you're in. Nothing too crazy mm-hmm. going on with the uh, control room, and uh, there is a lot of crazy going on with the with the uh, the actual race <laughs> to the dock. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. But I think this was the first appearance. Um, was this mm-hmm. on the La La Land Records soundtrack? So that that's a, yeah. a nice note there, at least. Yeah, it's always funny to like when music gets released like that and you're like, oh, I've heard like I know this. I've heard it so many times, but like I've, it's never been on my phone to listen to. So, yeah, I almost like I had kind of an interesting, maybe opposite experience where I don't, I don't know if it was opposite, but like I I almost didn't realize I never had these things, you know, like, right. I, you know, I pulled them up and I'd be like, oh, wait, wait, I didn't I didn't have this before. It's just it like because like you said it's so familiar to me like I've heard that bum bada bum bum like so many times but then to realize oh, I never had this on an actual score before that's that's pretty cool like to actually get it you know for once oh yeah well I think a lot of times you know with that cue in particular at least like they're little like short places and so like they're just kind of like sometimes the casualties of the editing of the album and the album's edited really well and makes you feel like you got the whole movie the whole package and then you hear those little moments of music and you're like oh yeah so yeah yeah and this uh this next track um the falling car and the t-rex chase uh this is you know some stuff we've heard before right so mm-hmm. um and it, i think it was packaged maybe a little bit differently um in the the original one i think it was part of some of it was part of uh incident at isla nublar so mm-hmm. uh yeah and and again that was just one of those those tracks that you're like well wait we're going from here to here to there and we're, we're you know we're all over the place um but uh this is placed well it's in the right spot and uh this is a track that i think like it all connects so well it feels like three separate pieces in one but mm-hmm. um I, I just i love it go 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 tim go (laughs) this one is so kinetic like you just feel like you got to be moving when you hear this track (laughs) yeah there are so many different patterns and rhythms going on across the orchestra and it's just really chaotic and um it's that aleatoric type of writing i've been talking about but yeah Mm -hmm. Things that almost, you know, instrumental patterns and choices that almost feel random, but they're very prescribed. And when they go together, it just feels super chaotic. Well, this in particular, like that structure that we just heard, everything was descending. Like all the notes were descending just like the car. Yeah. And uh, that trumpet thing at the end there, the raptor motif was in there. Mm, Yeah. 
which is interesting because there's not even a raptor in that scene. So. Picks up again. We get Ellie and Muldoon searching for the other car. Oh, man. This, this is a great one. Tell, let, let, go ahead. You know, just go off on this track because I know you've this, probably got a lot to say. <laughs> this pattern right here um, is what a lot of like film music analysts call the Diasire Jurassic Park motif theme thing mm -hmm. because it's like it's not like directly the same. Um, but it's extremely referential to um, a very old piece of music that is in reference to like uh, doom and gloom, like biblical yeah. passages. Like, um, and so it's just this very ominous, uh, I don't know, terrified, yeah. emotionally piece of music. And um, I don't know, it just feels like it's searching and nervous and, uh, and it's <laughs> referencing uh, hundreds of years old piece of music. So yeah. that's and that 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 piece of music is in films constantly. Oh, like absolutely! You, you, if yeah, you yeah, take yeah. notice, you will hear D S E R A D R. You just hear it constantly when there's some sort of doom, death, or gloom like around, mm -hmm. and it's just this this you can feel it like weighing on you. You're like, oh gosh, the anticipation is building. And it's just like pulse pounding in this piece of music. It just keeps keeps on going and going. So, yeah, a lot of scores just have like that do 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 do, and then that that's about it. This one's like, no, we're just gonna hit repeat. <laughs> we're just gonna keep giving it to you. <laughs> the uh, the beginning of The Shining is an example of that. But yeah, um, one thing. Another I movie about scary things trying to kill you. Um, anyway. <laughs> One thing I love about that piece is the the chime. The chime is like it's just like signaling your doom. It's like boom, like mm -hmm. the, you just hear that chime going off. It's awesome. Boom, 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 boom. Which in itself is kind of it's DSE right, right? Like that mm -hmm. do 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 boom. <laughs> And it's all through right there. Yeah. Lots of that aleatoric stuff here. Chaotic, random feeling stuff put together. Get off the stick! I can't move! Like, you can, like, hear you all bloody the... move! <laughs> You feel like the Rex is on your tail. Like you, you oh can my sense gosh. something right behind you. Even the, you can almost like sense bite, like bites or attacks happening because of the upbeats. There's like boom on the upbeats of, of a lot of this stuff. And it makes you feel off balanced a little bit. Like you're getting impacted from the side or something. Yeah. And I've always felt like in this particular musical moment, like the timpani and the rest of the orchestra are like chasing each other. Cause it's like mm -hmm. bum bum, like they're just <laughs> yeah. going back and forth, and so it's like the to me it's always felt like footsteps of the T Rex and like things running yeah. away. So and these notes right here, not in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like because the 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 movie ends with this fades out right here, mm -hmm. but then you get these notes. Think they'll have that on the tour. <laughs> 
it's like that to me it's just like a, a few little strings just like just you know mm-hmm. finishing out that that track and we don't have that in the movie and it's just that you know interesting to me like i'm like oh my gosh that's something we never heard you know in in a movie before so that's cool or at least in this movie <laughs> um, yeah i mean maybe yeah. maybe the initial cut you know the initial moment before it you know cuts to the next thing was a little longer initially and john Williams yeah. wrote a little extra music i just yeah. like that there's extra music <laughs> absolutely it's, it's amazing yeah so this next one is uh pretty iconic i would say we've got a tree <laughs> for my bed oh man so i was listening to this today mm, um same in preparation for this and Imagine listening to this cue out of context, like not knowing what it's from, not knowing genre of movie that it's with, and like, and then being told that like this is from a from a science fiction adventure film about dinosaurs on an island, and it's like, <laughs> but and it's fun, like yes, it's funny, but also like, it shows you how much emotional depth and yeah. how much emotional depth Jurassic Park has, and how much the music is involved in that. So. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's wonderful. I love this call and answer, like, yeah. You know, just back and forth there. It's beautiful. And I love this recording because, like, if you listen closely, you can, like, hear people shuffling in their seats and breathing. Um, partic- I noticed it particularly on this cue, but I love it. That's always one of my favorite parts. good call and response there too yeah there's no reason not to play this at bedtime come on it it's uh and it, it, it transitions so nicely into the next track as well, just because of mm-hmm. this dreamlike bedtime kind of feel. Yeah, it is very lullaby, sleepy time. And yeah, I it obviously makes sense because they're they're about to go to sleep in the in the tree, yeah. and that's like that's the kind of music you want. It's comforting. The kids have finally found uh, a sense of comfort in in this tree. And, yeah. you know, it's safe to have a bedtime at that moment. Like that, that is what makes you think of home when you have the, you know, now we've got monitors playing. We've got a Alexa. I don't want her to go off. There she goes. Uh, Alexa, <laughs> you know, I had to mute it real quick. Uh, but like, you know, we have ours playing like bedtime music for our kids. And it's just that comfort feeling. And it, uh, it it's, you know, I think it's a, like you were saying, it's, it's, it's kind of just a bold choice to have in a dinosaur attack Mm -hmm. a movie we just we just witnessed some horrific stuff you know in this movie and and now we're we're having a nice bedtime and (laughs) that's all we can ask for (laughs) i love that um musically it ends in an open-ended way it doesn't like resolve back to the the tonic chord of the key like it's very like Mm. open-ended i don't know just feels like 
you're going off to sleep, like you said. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a moment of peace, moment of peace in the middle of chaos. I was thinking about that, the, that doom, 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 like that structure yeah. of going upwards at the end of that, that track. I was like wondering, like, what does that have to do? It kind of feels like you're, you're just like ascending into like your dreamlike state, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. But it, speaking of dreamlike, I feel like this next track, um, really contains a lot of that dreamlike feel. So we just went to bed and we're continuing with remembering Petticoat Lane. Oh, and to me, this is like even more of a dreamlike sequence. Listen to that, that the the reverb that's on this, and yeah, it, you know, John John Hammond is telling us about John Hammond's dream, a dream, you know, and a dream that he he did, he actually put into action. Mm-hmm. But to Ellie, that's listening, it doesn't sound real. It sounds like imagine, like her, like his imagination just running wild, and it's. It's wild to think of like his mind, what it's going through, telling this story, reflecting on his past, and it's yeah. just so beautiful. It's it's almost like he's like the music sends the message sometimes to me that it's almost like he's spinning a fairy tale. And mm-hmm. um and I've always you know, Ellie is the voice of reason there, but like the tone of this music always just makes me so sad for John Hammond. Yeah, and like he just wanted to make people happy. He was just not totally smart about it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just you know, and the tone of the music changes here. Well, I I feel like personally when I'm listening to this track, John is the dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. Ellie is the strings and the concern in these strings mm-hmm. she's like now she she was kind of enthralled but then it's taking her out of it because the story is starting to get a little you know uh concerning to her and she's like oh this is this maybe he's a little delusional here like yeah know, i feel like the strings but, are her kind of reflecting on this story yeah and if if you listen closely like as we head towards the end of this cue as we're talking more about the voice of reason and things that are going wrong, like you hear the raptor motif in this cue two or three times. Um, and that's interesting that it was chosen to be included here um, as like the dangerous predator motif. So, yeah. And they've kind of, settled their argument for a little bit and it's about back to dream like this ice cream's good yeah (laughs) spared no expense comfort there there was a part in that track where i I, today actually i thought it was kind of interesting so uh i don't know where it was um somewhere around here maybe that's the raptor Um, motif yeah no there was this part maybe no yeah i think it was that part but it remind and i think that was around a time where he said um next time you know next it'll time it'll be flawless and and i was thinking about like why kind of because i've heard that piece before 
And I, I feel like I've heard that part of the song before. And I think it kind of turns, if, if I remember correctly, I feel like it's in the history lesson. Mm, um, I think you no, might no, be right. Is it, is it that song or no? Is it the, the Jurassic Park Gates? Sorry. Um, oh, now I got too many tracks playing at once. Um, it reminds me of this part here, I think. Yeah. I can hear that for sure. And sort of an uneasy to, concern. And to me, that if he's saying like next time it'll be flawless, in my mind, he's thinking about like let let's restart everything, let's go back to the beginning and do this over mm-hmm. again. And that's when the tour starts, is that music right there. So I thought that yeah. was kind of interesting. I'm like, is there a correlation between these two pieces? Like like let's restart and do it again. I don't know. I was just thinking out loud, but I thought it was it was a kind of interesting thing that I was uh toying with there <laughs> no that's an know. interesting there's an interesting sort of dichotomy to that to use a big word but <laughs> um it's like because the john hammond is like so blissfully uh unaware at times of the danger he's putting people in and there you can feel that in the unease of the music but at the same time like he's he's excited and like happy about this. And so it's, I don't know. It's an, that's an interesting sort of split in the emotions yeah. and the music. John, so. there's literally people dying out there. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it's like, it's kind of like, I feel like sometimes when I argue <clears throat> with my kids and I'm like, at some point I'm just, I gotta give up. Like there's no, like, I feel like I'm Elio. I'm like, that's it. I guess I'm just going to enjoy this ice cream because this is getting me nowhere. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But uh, brings us to our next track. Um, my friend, the Brachiosaurus. Yes. Sort of like a twist on the Jurassic Park theme right there, hmm. where the oboe's going, like, sort of a twist on it. This, it sounds very Star Wars when you're listening to it out of context. I get know? the same vibes from it, actually, yeah. It's like a little bit this? forced a little bit imperial. The Brachiosaurus, my friend, is... <laughs> Super playful. Oh, Probably yeah. the most playful thing outside of the Mr. DNA sequence. Yeah. Uh, tempo just picks up. There's a lot of fun here. God bless you! <laughs> um, so... I want to go back to the beginning, though, because there was something interesting the way this track starts. Uh, I want to get your take on this beginning here. 
I know what you're going to ask me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to me, I'm hearing like a four note motif there. Like it kind of sounds like, and, and, and specifically we hear Lex, uh, you know, around this moment, just being afraid. What, what is happening? Like, Mm -hmm. is this a metasaurus? You know, yeah. and then no, it's not. It's not a metasaurus. So it's 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 got that. I feel like it has that same kind of four note motif idea, but it's obviously drastically different, um, and maybe I guess purposefully. I would think. Yeah, I think it's it's exactly. I mean, it's meant sort of in the same way as that four note horn motif that Jurassic is known for nowadays. Um, like, and that is not really in the actual Jurassic Park film really that much. Um, but it's in like all this, the suites and the concert versions of the Jurassic Park theme. But like that, I mean, that part is one thing, but the other thing is like, I've always thought of that four note motif as sort of being meant to represent a Brachiosaurus call from far away. Um, and so like it most of the like concert versions or sweet versions of the Jurassic Park themes start with that four note horn call brachiosaurus call thing um and so it, it fits perfectly there but it's like recontextualized to be sort of i don't know it's it's a little to yeah. the word i would use is like it's it's still nice, but it's a little jarring because it's like we're waking up and Brachiosaurus is about to be in our face. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of, but it still is sort of serves that function to like, it's very heralding. That's a, the word I would use. It's like, yeah. it it heralds the arrival of the Brachiosaurus, that, fr- that French horn thing. So. Yeah, I think, is it in this track? Uh, yeah. So this yeah. is the, the, the one you were just talking about, that four mm-hmm. note, note motif there. There, there are so many of these, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this track, um, pro- I feel like I probably talked about it previously, but this is this was previously part of, or I guess Ailing tri- Triceratops was part of this track, um, mm-hmm. and it was like a much longer track on the initial score. So this is one that's been around for a while, um, but it yeah. you know pieced it out to its uh, its own version, finally. We've got the film version here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to the next one here, Life finds a way oh yeah i know what scene we're at (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you know what this is (laughs) it's a dinosaur egg (laughs) i feel like we've been here before like this you know it sounds oddly familiar Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a musical pair in a lot of ways with Hatching baby raptor, the scene in the lab. Um, yeah. Same vibes. Well, it was originally included in that, in the original right. score, so. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Which, you know, Malcolm I feel like. Right. Yeah, I feel like this. If there was any doubt as far as what that what those eggs are which to me there's not but like if if you had any doubt I feel like the inclusion of this with hatching baby raptor 
uh, settles that debate because I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna pair those things up like this very um, ethereal raptor egg music that we heard earlier with the hatching raptor like you're not gonna pair that with like a gallimimus you know yeah. <laughs> or like whatever um, I love how it swells at the end and is almost like hopeful um, and it, when you see like the footprints going away and like the mm -hmm. eggshells and it's like it goes from super ominous, like 90% of the cue, and then for that, like, 10-second little thing, it's yeah, it's so hopeful, and it's like, it reminds me, it. I mean, this is kind of a weird thing to say, maybe, but it reminds me a little bit of The Land Before Time, just the sort of hopeful hatchlings going off, like, we're scared that these things are breeding, but it's also like, we want these, the yeah. feeling the music gives me is that we want these babies, these baby dinosaurs to live so. Well, yeah, I, it's it's also like within the context of the film, it's like Alan's like, yeah, we were right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> we were right that this was a terrible idea. Yeah, so there's got <laughs> to be a positive spin on that because he's got a grin on his face that whole time. And he's like, yeah, they didn't predict this, but you brought me here and I figured this out. Come on. And much, like, <laughs> as much as it pains him to say Malcolm was right. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's too. <laughs> So, a uh, great little track, uh, and, you know, we've heard it before. It's been there, been around for a little while, but uh, that brings us to System Ready. Mm. This one was not previously released before yeah. uh, La La Land Records. This is right after Hold On To Your Butts. You know what that reminds me of right there, Brad? What's that? Those that those woodwinds right there with some strong clarinet in there reminds me of the beginning of Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, yeah. I can hear that. Mm. The, yeah, the specifically the like clarinet noise, yeah. Oh. Man. Yeah, kind of I mean it kind of the way it's orchestrated like kind of sounds like an organ a little bit, but yeah, to me. But yeah, it's not actually an organ like they just, just sort of made the woodwind sound like that. Throw some synth under it and you've got it. Here it is. Like Right, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I oh, I like that. I like that. Nice little uh comparison there. So that that works well. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> um and yeah, there's not a ton going on in that track. You know, you just setting the tone a little bit. It's very ominous feeling. You're like, is this gonna work? Is this plan gonna actually, you know, play out? So um, yeah, it just nails the suspense there of, is this going to work? Like, you know, so. So that actually brings us to the next one, which is To the Maintenance Shed. We've got Ellie and Muldoon heading off, obviously, to the Maintenance Shed, as the title would suggest. The mu I mean, the music, this music in that scene is used really subtly, like so, so low and just sort of accenting. Yeah, this is like, you can, 
feel like that obviously that march forward like they are you you can hear choom, choom. there's a march towards we got to get this power back working right now yeah like, this is ellie's, when ellie's ambition is you know palpable i think yeah this is when malcolm's on the table and they're getting walkie talkies and talking about all that um i don't know it's it reminds me of when they approached the visitor center for the first time and now they're completely different mm. context And to me, like, this underscores how how to use a March-type song with the Jurassic Park theme in, mm -hmm. in a great way, in a way that really works well. Um, I'm not talking directly to you, JP3, but uh, <laughs> maybe I am. Uh, I feel like this just works so well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a nice variation on the Island Fanfare theme because it's, like, not... You know, the first time you hear the Island Fanfare theme, it's majestic and grand, and and here mm. it's like sort of about sexism and survival situations. Yeah, we know those predators are out there. Mm -hmm. This track's interesting because it, you know, it had this marching sequence, but it also is very different in a little bit, and uh, mm -hmm. I. I love how it takes a different approach later on. It gets so small and low. Yeah. You can feel it. It went from the control room area or somewhere like that. It got a little wild out when you're on in explored territory or whatever. And now mm -hmm. you're in the jungle and you can, yeah. you can feel exactly what John's saying like and what the movie's saying love this jungle sound yeah that's exactly what it is like all the instruments sort of representing the sounds of the jungle and now it's like oh hold your ears <laughs> slams the shed door um that music reminds me of uh when alan and tim are trying to get out of the tree also it's it feels similar like just extremely terrifying um <laughs> like you have to go now music what what i wouldn't give to have been a part of the percussion ensemble like <laughs> for the for like this score the lost world like there oh, was man. so much percussion in that moment, and it was so great. Like, there's literally like cymbals crashing. There's pro there's bass drum. There's timpanis. I heard like bongos or something just going like, yeah. I'm like, what? I don't even think I ever heard that before. Like that that was crazy. Like that's so cool to hear. Just these little touches, and I'm I'm always so uh, enamored with the choice when it comes to percussion. Just be I, I'm a drummer myself, so like. I just find it so interesting that John was like, "All right, yeah, there's somebody's got to be rolling on some some uh, <laughs> some percussion here, just going." And it, it, it's great. It's so great. Like I just love it. it. I mean, it's the pounding of your heart. It's the, 
I mean, it also rep like represents the sounds of the jungle really well. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's great. It's great percussion writing. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've got another track here that is just heart pounding as well. We're back to the basically and Muldoon's. Yeah. DSRA. Like, we don't know. There's got to be something bad about to happen here, right? <laughs> <laughs> DS era thing is just so varied and unpredictable and <laughs> chaotic. There it is. Here we are. Pulse founding. Like, this is. <clears throat> and the thing about the DS era is that the four note concept of it is very similar to the predator slash raptor motif. So it's mm -hmm. like that feeling over and over and over and over. Yeah, these dinosaurs just bring death with them everywhere they go. Um, so it makes sense. It's, it was the perfect track, uh, you know, call out to use from John. So there, there was no other choice. He had no other choice. And this track is basically all that. <laughs> yeah. For at least, I think, half of it or so. Ellie's in the maintenance shed. Oh. Here we go. I love this. Oh. Climbing the fence. Yeah. Oh man. John is pushing it. He's like, "What? Well, we're gonna give you some electric music here, dude!" Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it is heart pounding, like you said. And I love that the music is so closely alarm. woven with these scenes that we can hear it and like know yeah. exactly what's going on. I hear like, eh, eh, yeah, like just Timmy, get off the fence! Like, come on, Tim, let's go! Yeah. Jeez, like it, it. It, it's just filling me with like a dread and anticipation. I've seen this movie a hundred mm -hmm. times, and like it still gets my heart ra heart racing. approaching 
Tim's on the ground now, right? <laughs> Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. Yeah. Uh, not yet. Not not back in business just yet, but we're getting closer. <laughs> so that that was just like, just obviously we talked all the way through it, but like it's it's just a great track. It's the I feel like there's a few of these tracks in this film that are just heart pounding all the way through. Really kinetically drives you through the sequence, like the tree falling, like a a track later on. It's just like it's intense, and I it's I love just. It. It's relentless, man. Like the whole, the pace never lets up, and it's just like coming at you the whole time. Um, so so perfectly suspenseful. It's crazy. And that brings us to Hungry Raptor. Yeah. Very different track. It's like the most bombastic cue in a few, for sure. That motif is just building and building and building and coming after you. It's great. So this one, I don't believe is in the film, right? It, it was mostly unheard of until Jurassic Park's 20th anniversary this, score, right? This little bit that just happened with uh, the, I mean, I believe it's a clarinet sort of doing the DSRA Predator motif there after all the bomb bombastic stuff. That's when, I mean, if I remember correctly, that's when Muldoon is sort of looking at the raptor in the jungle. But the stuff, well, no, the I mean, really bombastic stuff before that, I don't believe is in the film really. I, yeah, I think, I think that's the Muldoon stuff might be in the next track. I don't know. This one was a hard one to kind of sift through because I, I think it was used at the end of the making of Jurassic Park, <laughs> like VHS or something like that. And then the music just jumps out and gets you. <laughs> After being quiet for a second, <laughs> it lulls you in. Is exactly what a raptor wants, right? Yeah. It's just an odd track. Like to me, that track doesn't fit like with anything else. It feels it's tr it's almost trying to do too much. It's very it's very chaotic and um I don't know. It just feels odd. It feels like it just doesn't fit. So I'm I'm glad it's really. I don't think it really plays much of a role. So um, yeah. It's good to hear, at least from my point of view. But it, you know, what do you think? No, I mean, um, it it definitely feels Jurassic. I just think it's a little too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think it's called Hungry Raptor, and so that's really interesting. So it feels like maybe he wrote it for the kitchen scene or or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and like, yeah. um, and, but there, that's not the music that's in the kitchen scene. So. Yeah, because like, and the music that's in the kitchen scene is different stylistically and tonally than that a bit. Yeah. So, 
So we, we continue on here with the raptors because we have the raptor attack. Mm. You can feel like oh, something yeah. coming towards you. <laughs> like I just, I know a raptor's right around. You can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> This cue reminds me a lot of John Williams' music in Close Encounters of the Third Ooh. Kind. Um, it just feels otherworldly and sinister and scary. And I think all three of those words qualify for the Velociraptors because they're like these animals that are new on the planet for the first time in millions of years. That's pretty otherworldly. So Yeah. Got real quiet there, but it's still, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. I, I think this this track in particular, like that that four note note predator motif, is like just truly even more menacing than you've heard it, you know, up until this point. Yeah, this is when the raptor opens the door, I believe. Silence is powerful. I just like that. Do, 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 just underneath. That's cool. It's very different. That's never really heard that in the trap in the score up until now. Yeah. Oh, we're about to get real menacing here. Those little muted brass stabs remind me of like the raptors noises that they make. So part of that I think was uh Muldoon too at the towards the end there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um again, it just jumps sometimes these tracks just jump around and you're like, "Wait, where <laughs> where are we?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, both scenes involving Raptors. Yeah. So. But that that was just you, you know, like you said, it's otherworldly kind of feeling. It's it's so super menacing. And um I, I was just thinking about it as I was listening to it right now. Like, I'm so glad that obviously that this movie exists and everything works, but like when you watch all the behind the scenes, you know, documentaries and all the stuff like Jurassic Punk that was out recently, like and you realize that this movie was so much on the brink of not working whatsoever, you know, with if if like the story didn't work, if they maybe went with more of a book tone or if the mm -hmm. CG didn't work and the, yeah. and we ended up having to use stop motion, like if any of these things didn't work and then you have like John Williams just like 
giving it his all. Like, what would that film have looked like? I'm so glad everything worked out. And, you know, we got such a brilliant score with, you know, a film that looks good. And yes, there's a, a person holding a raptor tail in this moment, but I don't care. It's still super scary. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to say that, didn't you? Um, I had to, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, John Williams' score just to what you were saying, like it just it just turns the whole thing up to 11. It just takes the ultimate connotation of what all this can be and just make, just helps it all work so much. Like the music has a massive part in making all of these concepts and all of these emotions work, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned they take it up to 11. This track (laughs) uh, is number 27 as far as i can tell but uh but it it takes it up to 11 in more ways than one it is unreal it's t-rex rescue and finale yes we have a little uh fugue going on here So again, we're back in the kitchen, here. <laughs> mm-hmm. and this—I love this—the footsteps. Oh man, yep. the Phenomenal. slowest the raptor could possibly run. It's like <laughs> John Williams was like, "Can you run a little slower? Slower? <laughs> the Tiffany player can't can't play that fast." So relentless and like in pursuit. Yeah. And oh man. (laughs) This one, like this track, like others we've mentioned before, just you can feel everything happening, you can hear things happening. It's so chaotic. It's so kinetic. This is one of my favorite sections of the whole score. Just this sort of brassy thing right there. Wrapped around the glass. Ellie, boot up the door locks. Come on. Like, you can... (laughs) You better get this. No, we need the little boy to help us hold the door, please. (laughs) Get the gun. Get the gun. A little Jurassic Park theme here. And we're obviously back in the control room, whatever, and it I feel that sense somehow in this music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the instrument choices. It's the style. Yeah. Chaos. Yes, absolutely. Tumultuous. But in a way that most of the sequence is just someone on a computer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, musically having to go back and forth between yeah. holding the door and on the computer. This is what I hear in my head as I'm editing the show. <laughs> More Jurassic Park theme. You name it. I think we I think we got it here, Lex. We're, we're doing it. You can hear it. You can hear the computer noises and everything. Very heroic uh, instance of the Jurassic Park theme right there. Yes, I love that moment. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is like, yes, we won. Like this is what that's what the music is saying. Mm-hmm. Big change coming up here. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come through the glass. What? Like whatever he's, he screams, Grant, right? Like for so long, I never knew what he screamed in that moment. Yeah. I got to pause here just because, like, I want to talk so much over this, but, like, at the same time, it's so – there's nothing to say about it. It's just brilliant, and it's just, it's, like – yeah, it's just so wild and bombastic, and it's it's luring you in in every direction, and it's just so brilliant. But, like, there, it's just – I don't know. There's nothing to say other than, like, just fawning over it the whole time. It, <laughs> it's incredibly chaotic and exciting, and it – blows my mind every time i hear it in the film or separate like just how well it travels between the moments of the finale like we're going like we're moving between like five different places and like yeah yeah part of it is we're trying to hack into a computer to boot the power back up and raptors are coming after us and we're climbing in the ceiling and like mm. it just the music just travels with all of that so well yeah, let's get back to it. I know your ears are, are dying to hear it. So, so prepare your ears. It's about to get crazy again. <laughs> the strings kind of go like up and down and up and down and up and down. And like, they're like high up. Sort of, it's sort of like, feels like a fear of heights inducing yeah. thing. Climbing on the platforms around the skeleton. That sequence. It's almost like it's like so jumping, yeah, jumping around like uneasy. Chaotic music for chaotic moments on screen, like, is just all over the place. 
it almost feels like you should be moving farther than this, but you're now you're just in the visitor center, like atrium room. Like it's just yeah, it's wild. Love this so much. The time signatures here. I want to look at it all. Like <laughs> brass is bursting in like oh. the Raptors. And this is not in the movie. Yeah. cut back in somewhere yeah here yeah I think Mr. Hammond I've decided not not to lose your car Raptor Thomas Epic, oh, epic. I I just get chills at the, that mm -hmm. that finale moment there with like oh wow like the Rex roaring. It, there, that's an unbeatable moment right there in, in in like score for me. It's so so good. Like in in just all of cinema, you you've got the Rex roaring, the banner falling, and you've got that music playing. Oh, it's just so good. It's it's so good. Truly iconic. Um musically and visually like it's it's incredible yeah um, but i think the main thing there right is the fact that we we get that that predator motif there that bum 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 mm -hmm. and and it's it's not in the movie because at that moment they go dun, 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 yeah and it's a heroic moment the t-rex is our savior um it's a very different uh version i mean let me let me see if i can just pull it up in the movie um oh it passed it just a little bit but it <clears> should be right around up oh, there it is i went a little too far zoom ahead almost there all right here we go Let's take a listen Triumphant, it's heroic. It's the island fanfare theme and it's used for after the magic it's used for massive predator dinosaur saving saving the group. Like this this transition is so odd though at the same time. <laughs> I mean it works obviously but it like it and it and it tricks you right like you've you've just gotten out of that room and it just it just goes dun, 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 dun. it just gets right back into the end of that track um 
mm-hmm. but you know it's it's a it's a nice swap out i think it's a brilliant swap out i wouldn't want it with the scary like that would be a yeah. completely different ending at that moment um i mean it would probably still work but i i do like the heroic moment like that is whew, you you just went through it all with that track and then to get that who you know everything's okay for our characters when you hear that that island theme just blasting triumphant through, you know yeah yeah no i i think like to me it's like the irony of like we get the f- fanfare of the t-rex being heroic and then you cut to like literally while that's happening 50 feet away it's like alan grant saying like after careful consideration i've decided not to endorse your park and then you go back into the visitor center for a second like to see the (laughs) t-rex one more time it's it's great yeah um but it's just it's wild um but yeah, I'm glad they they opted for that choice. But uh, the ending of that, I just I, I this is just I'm gonna play it again just because that that moment <laughs> is just. They could have gone a lot of emotional routes in this moment. They could have gone like this is the fearsome predator, but instead it's like, this is the majestic. Yeah. It's, it's very grand and majestic. Again, is the choice that they made for the T-Rex doing yeah. that. And, and I'm s- it works so well. I'm so glad that that is not a musical cue that is overused like that. Boom. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, you know, we don't, yeah, yeah. we don't get that really. Like it's, it's obviously a take, it's a take on something, you know, but it, it's not, it's not like we, in specifically like even more recent years we've just gotten a lot of the Jurassic Park theme just over and over like that the the you know, the, the typical theme um but to get this in a triumphant moment uh it's awesome it's so good absolutely so to my musical ear that little that thing you're talking about that we don't get very often is sort mm-hmm. of a twist slash variation on part of the like the mm-hmm. on part of the B section of the island fanfare theme <laughs> to get yeah. complicated um, that's what it so it sort of sounds like like they've taken a couple of notes out of the rhythmic sequence and sort of uh, consolidated that part of the theme down like to where it works to get you back into that triumphant thing. And I don't know, it, it's amazing. It's well, yeah, kind of like crazy good uh, music composition is what it is. Yeah, I would love to just like cut that out and just, you know, see exactly what those notes are because like i do hear that like the bump bump you know you hear that first that second note oh, yeah. there is is, no, is that that note and it's just oh it's brilliant i love it i love and it so much so that yeah oh, it's it's so incredible like so the thing we're talking about is and then so the part and the part pardon my terrible singing um <laughs> Uh, and then the part I'm talking about in the theme is like, like, so it sort of follows the same musical, like pitch path mm-hmm. in a way. And uh, I don't know if it fits perfectly. Oh yeah. Um, so it continues right after that. Uh, we, we cut from Hammond driving to the, uh, the helicopter pad and we get, you know, welcome to Jurassic park, you know, they're mm. headed off the Island. And this is, um, another, 
fairly long track. Uh, we got two back to back. There's one more coming later on, but uh, this is a uh, this is Welcome to Jurassic Park. I guess there is a film version of the same track. Mm-hmm. But... This is when Hammond's staring at his cane in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Very poignant. Very nostalgic. Um, just because of the instrument choice, it sort of feels sort of dreamlike again also. And, you know, when I saw the movie recently, I was just like, like, man, this movie just went 1000 miles per hour. And then we, (laughs) and then we were just sitting in a helicopter and just, it's again, it's peaceful. It's, it's like, we're falling asleep almost. It's, it's just back to that moment of comfort with the kids, you know, in Grant's arms and Ellie looking on peacefully, you know, it's it's just so comforting and it's wild to think of what just happened. <laughs> and now we are like I can't imagine what these characters are thinking at that moment. Like that is wild. I mean, it it encapsulates just an incredible story, like such a breathtaking story. Um, and I think breathtaking is honestly a word you could use for any music in this score in some ways, but, but like in different, I don't know, slightly different contexts, slightly different ways. Cause like, this is, it's like, huh, we're taking a deep breath out and realizing the majesty of what just happened and the, the chaotic insanity of what just happened. Yeah, and this is all just the credits rolling, you know? So mm-hmm. it's uh, six minutes plus now of credits rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No comparisons. Oh, you know, this part, when that name rolled by, man, it was so good. I just remember that, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, this name too? Oh, wow. <laughs> I do love that... Um the music is synced with directed by Steven Spielberg. Like it sort of swells when that uh-huh. comes up as the end. So But you know, it's not the first time we've heard like this, you know, yeah. the score. Yeah, yeah. It was it was part of uh uh the Brachiosaurus, you know, scene there. Journey to the island. Slightly different, I mean, just slightly different orchestration, um, slightly different sound, but same majesty. You know, I always love... um, when I get a a new score and, and this is always like that track that I go to, you know, usually, especially with John Williams, he's always got some sort of, uh, uh, you know, accumulation of all of the themes in one area. And I just love love that suite. Yeah. It's just, and obviously other composers, but like, I just love hearing all of those themes together. And 
Oh, it's just so important to me. <laughs> John Williams is great at in credit suites. Um, I think Michael Giacchino is great at them too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think Jurassic has some really great in credit suites as far as their ability to blend themes together in ways that just work so well. Mm -hmm. So, and this swell is great. Like, yeah, just. Uh... It's just adventure, like, represented in music sounds, like, literally. Man, um, the score during this, the you know, the fanfare section of this mm -hmm. whole idea, man... The woodwinds are just like up and down and all over the like the whole orchestra is just so busy and like the page is just filled and it's it's incredible yeah you know i um i mentioned this and and uh, actually when we originally started this whole uh journey going through these tracks uh i had not seen jurassic park in concert but now I have. I've already seen it. So, you know, a little bit of editing magic there. I, this is post-seeing <laughs> it, you know, when I said I didn't see it before. But I have seen it now in concert. And just one of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that those musicians up on that stage, just as far as I could tell, seemed to absolutely love playing this music. And, yeah. like, I don't know if that's the case for every every movie that they they do or every whatever they're doing you know whatever symphony or whatever they've got to play like i felt like they truly loved this and going back to that last track t-rex rescue and finale i was just i witnessed them just just ripping through these these notes and just looked yeah. like they were having a blast and like out of breath sweating like i you know could barely <laughs> get through this it looked so awesome to watch and then on top of that, when they weren't playing, they were so enamored with the movie, and I just thought that was mm -hmm. amazing to see. Like, they could just, you know, basically not pay attention and just not care about what, what's on screen, just look at their, their music, watch the conductor. And, but no, they were like, I'm like, y'all gotta pay attention, like, for the next few. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they, they instantly knew, like, I'm getting right into this next part while watching the movie. It was amazing to see. I seeing Jurassic Park live with an orchestra is such a unique, incredible experience. It's like, it's truly like, I'm not being cliche or dramatic. Like it's truly like watching the film for the first time again. Um, it, mm -hmm. because you're getting to see the production and creation of such a vital part of the film, such an incredible part of the film which is the music you're getting to see it being created live like it's it's incredible and like the musicians absolutely like when i've seen it as well like they're just having a blast like yeah um and i think i mean you and i speaking both as musicians like i don't know when you get to be a part of creating or performing something that's so amazing and iconic and 
entertaining and exciting it's just not almost nothing else compares to like being part of that so like i you know the tangent but like when i was in this was back in high school but like um we played music from signs the, the oh. movie signs and that music is phenomenal absolutely um, and i still get like chills just thinking about playing that music and like oh it was so great yeah it's so good <laughs> I, I do i want to go back just while we were talking the end of this track playing mm-hmm. but like it's it's just a brilliant moment that i love um you know we're ending on this sweet jurassic park theme here I mean, then it's on piano, which is just Mm -hmm. touching and interesting. Yeah, and speaking of the live concert, like, I heard so much piano, and I thought that was really Mm -hmm. interesting. Like, But I I love how how concerned and, like, unsure it gets at this moment, you know? (laughs) Are the raptors driving a boat to the mainland? Is anybody gonna find that that canister? <laughs> I just love the piano notes, you know, that come after these. You know, oh, it didn't do it that time, of course, but. Ominous chord there at the end. Yeah, I love that. That is so good. So we have two more tracks. One is just that track. So maybe I'll just play that one out at the end. Um, but okay. it's that it's that same. I think it's the same exact thing, uh, but just the film version. So mm. it's slightly shorter. It's like you know four seconds shorter. I think. Oh, okay. um, but that yeah. doesn't really mean much. Um, but we do have the theme from Jurassic Park. Mm. And we, we listened to a part of this earlier in, in our recording, but um, get to hear those notes again. Brachiosaurus call. This is one of those times where I just love that you can hear this room yeah. that they're recording in. I wish I had my theme from Jurassic Park score with like full orchestra score with me. I don't at the moment, but like I'm pretty sure at the beginning the like character marking for the horn there's like as if from a distance or something like that. Mm. And so it's just perfect. I think there was a bit of harp in there, right? Something, Absolutely. Something about the harp while doesn't necessarily speak island to me but something about the way it's played in this score like feels very island-esque to me like I, I, it just you know calls back no to i an island. i mean i think it it fits the the majesty of the island it's sort of Maybe like it's this, a watery uh, the harp tone. is a very yeah it's like a the water thing is a valid thought I, it, the harp is also a very regal instrument to me so it's sort of like majestic and like um yeah I feel like we just heard this. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a moment where I can just, again, I'm sure I said it before, but feel the impact of the Brachiosaurus, like oh, yeah. shaking my my entire soul. <laughs> Hear the woodwind sort of going at the top through the whole thing. It's just like a nice. It's a sparkle yeah. on top of everything. Um, it's also also always felt very like jungle island nature. Like the bird. It sounds like birds, mm-hmm. sort of natural on top of everything. And I love that there's like there's like a xylophone just copying that exact din 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 yeah, just yeah. back and forth like. And the piano's in there as well. You just it's just doubling other things and. In reinforcing things. little harp there at the end mm-hmm. so at this point in the uh la la land records you got stalling around we've already listened to that uh the mr dna cue but um yeah it's always so odd that it's just placed right there uh it what does it not fit does what does it not work i think it works <laughs> earlier on in the score come on john <clears throat> please um but then we also have like i said before the welcome to jurassic park film version um mm. so yeah that's that's the score that's I think it we did it we did it uh not too bad i think it's a i think it's an all right score what do you think you guys <laughs> <laughs> no i think um, it's beautiful it's it's the best like it's just you know and i i do get emotional like listening to those things and it, you know, I've heard them hundreds of times now. Absolutely. It's just I listened to it probably f- uh, several times already today, and uh, <laughs> and you know, while I'm editing my show or, or putting you know uh, putting the show together or whatever, it's just I feel I he- I feel like I hear this music constantly, and it still matters. It's still meaningful, and it's still just as beautiful as ever. Absolutely, it's just absolutely engrossing and captivating and awesome in its majesty and power and um you know i love that you can go through the journey of the film by listening to the score um and you you can tell what's happening and you can you know the music is an emotional experience in and of itself even you know separate from from the film it's just an incredible feat of uh music composition of uh musical description of emotions and musical storytelling and uh just the construction and the presentation of the whole thing is just it's uh, you know i'm a little biased but like i i say it's the best film score of all time like and I think that, like I said, I'm biased. So like, but I think that objectively, you can say that it's just an absolutely incredible all-time film score because of all of the things that it brings to the table. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with that, I, I don't think we can really say much else. We've talked about it for several episodes now, and uh, you summed yeah. it up perfectly there. So let's uh, let's finish this out and let everybody know where they can find you and all your work and what you've been uh, doing recently. So what's going on, Caleb? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to say, though, is uh, I'm not, you know, not, set, not setting a date on anything, but we got to do The Lost World next, I think. We do. What is there an anniversary? <laughs> There's got to be another anniversary uh, happening sometime soon. I feel like we're just next, all anniversary. Uh, <laughs> next year is 27 for the Lost World. So. Okay, we can wait a little bit, maybe. We'll see if, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can wait till the Lost World 30th, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can't wait to talk about that score though. It's just I, I even mean, I can't I, wait I to. I, I can't wait to know talk about all these scores, honestly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, no, so, uh, you can find me on all social media at Caleb composed. Um, that includes all of the extraneous, uh, new social medias that are out there on the interwebs nowadays. <laughs> uh, if you like, uh, dinosaurs and dinosaur toys and vlogs and things like that, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, Jurassic Caleb on YouTube, uh, just unboxed the Hammond collection Carnotaurus and it's awesome. So, uh, nice. yeah, would love it if you uh, would go like and subscribe. So, yeah, that's what I got. Awesome. Well, definitely go follow Caleb and all of his uh, his work and journey through Jurassic Park with with everything you've got going on. I can't wait to uh, see where it goes next and uh, hopefully talk some more music pretty soon. I mean, we've got um, a new TV show coming up. Maybe yeah. there's some music we can talk about there. Hopefully we can dive into other stuff. We, we've been talking behind the scenes every now and then about like what our, what we could do in, in between, you know, you know, actual film score, you know, uh, analysis. So there's a lot of plans I think on mm -hmm. the table. So, uh, but that about wraps it up here for Dino score, the music of the Jurassic park franchise. I don't know if I said that right. Still. I, I, I still don't remember if it's just so long, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dino score, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah, there it is. So we'll play you out here with uh, Welcome to Jurassic Park.
Life will not be contained. Life breaks free. It expands to new territories and crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, well, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. That'll do it for another episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you, as as I always say, just for listening to this episode or any of the episodes. It really means a lot. And anytime you all reach out and tell me, you know, you liked hearing about this or that or whatever the case is, I always appreciate it. Any feedback you can give, any thoughts you can give, it's always appreciated. So thank you so much for just uh, giving us some time this week to talk about the score. And of course, thank you to Kayla Burnett for joining me in this very long look at the score for Jurassic Park. Uh, it was a long time coming. We finally got around to doing it, and it uh, it went as exactly as I hoped it could. You know, we talked about this years ago. Like I said in one of the episodes, we, we talked about this so long ago, setting this up, getting prepared, talking about Jurassic Park and all of the other scores. And we've done a few things here and there, talked about Dominion, talked about theme parks, music, and some other things. I don't even remember. But we finally talked about this score, Jurassic Park, one that is so meaningful to so many of us. And um, yeah, it couldn't have gone any better. So I'm so glad we had the chance to finally do it. And we're going to continue on. We'll probably be talking about the Lost World before you know it. And um, maybe, you know, Chaos Theory, other things. We've got a lot to talk about. So stay tuned for more uh, Dino Score, the music of the Jurassic franchise in the future. I'm so excited for the future of this segment. But for now, please stay safe. Be kind. Let's continue to fight for representation, change, and equality in the Jurassic franchise and the fandom, but more importantly, outside of it, in the real world where things matter so, so much. Let's continue to make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable beast underway. Continue the conversation with us on threads and Instagram. Watch our content on TikTok and YouTube. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com. You'll find today's episode show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our website, and wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to follow along and share with your friends, family, and fellow Jurassic fans. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We will read your Apple reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss our Wednesday night live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage on our YouTube channel. If you want to get a hold of us or participate in the Jurassic Mailbag, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails and MP3s to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message or just to say hi. That number is 732-825-7763. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, enjoy. Enjoy.